matters that I've heard. I know you guys can't see us right now, but producer Nick is doing some strange Larry Bird in the early 90s after he blew his back out making a, making a driveway for his mom type of nope, thing. Just like, laying down, just, just laying down on the old ground. Yeah, but didn't you used to like make fun of me for laying down everywhere, like flopping around? Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between like no one can see me now. I'm not in public. I mean, it's just, you know, I have a microphone. It has a wire. So, so your issue with me is that is that uh, I have the courage to do in public what you will only do in private. Yeah, I guess. Well, what is up, people? It's your man LD back at it again. And today we are doing our Wednesday AEW wrestling podcast. Before we hop into tonight's dynamite, LD was at Grand Slam last week. It was awesome. He ran into one of you, the old disciples, in the, in the line for the pay per view, which was very cool because I was with a, it wasn't a pay per view, it was a mega show, but it was with a girl. That was very cool to, to seem like a big shot, but Grand Slam was awesome. It was amazing. It was 20,000 something people. It was packed. It was deafening. Um, I got to be at a five-star match between Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, a match that will live on forever. One of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen, period, let alone in person. Um, Officially the best wrestling match I've seen in person. It beats out Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk in a ladder match at SummerSlam like 2009 in Philly, but... Uh, it was an unbelievable event. Little Uzi Vert came out at one point for like the smallest cameo I've ever seen. And it wasn't even when the show was on. It was like in between Dynamite and Rampage. So that was very funny. Nick, how where would you rank Little Uzi Vert in today's like lexicon? Oh, dude, he's way he is way up there. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, not, he's not Drake. No, of course not. He's not Drake. He's not Kanye, but he is he is the set. He's that second tier of like Lil Uzi, like bigger than like a even like a Playboy Cardi type. Like what I would about say, Big Sean, how would you compare him? To I Big would Sean? say that Lil Uzi is probably bigger at this current moment than Big Sean. Mm. Yeah. What definitely. about to compare to Big Sean at his peak? That's a very good way to describe him. Every song he's on oh. is a banger. He's a very uh, Big Sean esque. You know, I'm very fascinated by Big Sean's career. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you are. I don't know why, but you are. But anyway, let, let's jump into tonight's uh, tonight's episode. I understand you have somewhere to be. The bike paths are calling. Uh, nowhere to be. Kid. Just, just, just. You know, going to get some late night exercise in. Make sure that we. Well, uh, you, you've recently made a big one eighty on on Kenny Omega. Have you not? I have. Uh, he's grown on me. I've always thought he was funny. You know, I always mm-hmm. thought he was he was easily the most likable out of the elites. But. Um, uh, in general, I, I just I've done a bit of a turn on him. I, I watched a very interesting piece on when he was in uh, was it New, New Japan, Japan or Inner Japan? The, I wasn't sure. New it was Japan, New. Uh, the Golden Lovers with Kota Ibushi. Also, you didn't really know what the Bullet Club was prior to yeah, that. learning about the really Bullet Club, Ganjins. Yeah, very very interesting. Uh, really gives you a, an immense respect for a guy like that, willing to you know sacrifice sort of his whole life here to go over there and and be. You know, and chase his dream. Um, he's I mean, awesome. the, Bullet, the Bullet Club famously, uh, you know, this is something like the Young Bucks in character brag about a lot. Is like they had a nationwide hot topic deal as independent wrestlers. That's pretty crazy. Bullet yeah. Club was huge for a minute, but I, I brought that up because we have two guys that you don't really like kicking off the show: Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole, and they had a barn burner. Yeah, that was a good match. 
I just did you uh, see that Hurricane Rana where Jungle Boy jumped over the top rope and and did a Hurricane Rana uh, to Adam Cole from the apron onto the floor? That was insane. Jungle Boy is an unbelievably sick athlete. Yeah, he is very cool. And, you know, I, I know we talked before about, like, Christian Cage, about how I really like the way all of his matches are built around um, the kill switch. I feel like Jungle Boy, I think that, that that really plays with him, got a lot of grip strength. We're always seeing yeah. putting guys into holds. We're always seeing him holding onto the ropes, flying here and there and grabbing onto something. It's very cool. Um, I want to bring up something with the Jungle Boy thing that we're going to talk about when we circle back to the main event. Obviously, I'm a giant AEW guy. It's, it's the main form of wrestling that I currently enjoy. But one complaint I have about the AEW fan base is they get a little too, like, fantasy booking, happy, like, young guy. Like, like they're almost like processed Sixer fans. Like, I saw people on Reddit all week complaining that they didn't want Jungle Boy to lose to Adam Cole. Jungle Boy is, like, 22. He's, like, a big-time up-and-cut. A character like Jungle Boy, that sort of white meat underdog baby face, is built upon you know, getting his ass kicked 90% of the time and, and us going crazy the 10% of the time he doesn't. And I'm not saying he's got to lose the majority of his matches or anything like that. But, like, they, they've clearly been building, you know, they've done a very good job with, like, the uh, the Dorby Allens of the world of kind of building guys from up-and-comer to underdog to to fully realized, you know? And yeah. I, I just think some of the AEW fans get a little, a little trigger-happy with wanting the young guys to be thrown over the top immediately, you know? Yeah, for sure. Up next, we had an elite, uh, the elite and Brian Danielson in a segment uh, setting up a, I believe it's an eight man tag next week of the Young Bucks, Adam Cole and um, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, Frankie Kazarian and Jurassic. Oh, no, no, it's not Frankie Kazarian. It's, it's, it is, uh, sorry, it is the Jurassic Express, Christian Cage and, um, Maybe, maybe it is. Oh, no, it is Frank no, Luke, it's Frank Kazarian. What are you looking at it right now? Yeah, I, I just pulled up the card. Yeah, it's Frank Kazarian. So what's, the, what's the match? Because then that would make it a, five, a 10 man tag. Is it a 10 man tag? Frank Kazarian, eight? Christian Cage, and Jurassic Express to join him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then who? Then I'm missing somebody on the, the elite side Adam Cole, um, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and whom? I don't know. I guess they just are counting the Jurassic Express as one person. Well, that I mean, I know that's not how it is, but it doesn't say. It says the four. Also, Arn Anderson is trending on Twitter for a very funny reason. I can't wait to get to that. I don't know if you saw that promo. What about Carl? Is it Carl Anderson? Maybe. See, I'm starting to think maybe one of the either Adam Cole or Kenny Omega isn't in it, and the Good Brothers are in it. But uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're setting up a big, big match for next week. Yeah, but next in, week also is in Philly. We should go. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say in Philly where we should definitely, it's a two year anniversary dynamite. So that's, yeah, we should cool. definitely go. Um, up, so up next week, Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson versus Dante Morton and Matt Seidel. Uh, very, very nice match. A great, great kind of tag team match I'd like to see on dynamite. Uh, Lee Johnson, Dante Martin, Matt Seidel on credible athletes. I uh, really like the the very slow building they have of Lee Johnson. He was like a jobber this time last year. Now he's practically a jobber, but isn't quite one. <laughs> um, but, but you know, this building up the Cody Rhodes uh, storyline, you know, uh, of, of him kind of being a tweener. Is he evil? Is he good? Whatever. Orrin Anderson admitted maybe to murder during the promo. Did you see this promo I'm referencing? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Honestly. It was like talking about Cody Rhodes. I also, you know, hand up. 
I switching in between the Phillies game. I I'm sorry. That's on me. Yeah, that's fair. As long as you admit it, but no, yeah. I'm just not... saying like, I, I saw most of it, obviously. I'm just, but, but obviously, I... just, you know, certain like, promos. I watched every match. It's just like, I would check and see if the Phillies were. It, it was oh, and Anderson's just like, Cody, like you're too nice of a guy. Like if somebody, you know, tries to carjack me, I pull out my Glock and put it between his, put one between his eyes and his blood hits the pit. Like, like Arn Anderson kind of was putting out a DeAndre Swift sort of vibe. Like he's just down to, you know, you, you try to rob him. Oh, he's, yeah, he's cool I actually did. I actually did see that on Twitter though. I saw the yeah, video. Yeah, very funny. Ar- Arn Anderson might just be a, a, a sort of assassin type character now. Mm. But up next, we had Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen, a team near and dear to your heart versus oh, Bear Country. And I just wrote other guy. His name was something green. I didn't quite catch it. Anthony, this green. Is where I, Anthony green. This is where I got to complain a little bit. I need my guy, Big Trouble Ben Bishop, as the third with the, with the, with the Bear Country. Luke, Bear I Country, shit you not. I was thinking that. The Bear Country is two big bowling balls of men. Big Trouble Ben Bishop's a very legit seven feet tall. Like, like he, he's not like skinny, like, like, like he's a, a massive man. But like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's thinner. Where, like, like, he's not like the big show where he's a, like, a, like, like, you know, a, a kind of big show's not fat, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, he's yeah, a, no, no, I know exactly what seven foot or not. Not a, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, not like a a Porzingis where it looks like one of his limbs are going to snap off. But I just love their dynamic together. And I love Bear Country as sort of uh, the goons, the henchmen for a big trouble, Ben Bishop. Um, But really, this Anthony Green just caught all the finishers, got got pinned at the end. and was just a chance for John Moxley to come out to Wild Bang and pump up the crowd. Yeah, he got the crowd juiced up, man. He's awesome. Mox versus Gage, October 9th. At the uh, I, I didn't realize we're just promoting shows. I, I will, it's sold out. Then why are you promoting it? I sold just out. letting people know, yeah, yeah. Are, are they cutting in on the ticket sales? What I wish I'm in here? the third row. If you see me, say what's up, I'll be there. I don't, don't know what our GCW uh crossover audience is. Then we have um. We had uh, the Hardy family office versus the Dark Order and Orange Cassidy. This was the big tribute match to the late great Brody Lee. Yeah, uh, oh, it was fantastic. Negative one come out. Yeah, we, we've got a we got a big hair versus hair match. Jack Evans yeah. versus uh, Orange Cassidy on Friday. Let me ask you, what do you think of hair versus hair? Is a hilarious as someone with hair, love it. Well, see, that's the thing is, I've always been a male with long hair, so I've always like. It's always giving me the EBGBs. I'd never want to be shaved against my will. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's my worst nightmare. That's all I got. Being, oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this. Like, obviously, this is building, like, like building up to a hair versus hair match between Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy, which just means like Jack Evans is just just his hair is just a sacrificial pawn here. You know what I mean? Uh, that is so true. This man's hair does not have any chance. Also, uh, I was watching this with a friend of mine and mm-hmm. she thought that the, uh, she thought that the orange Cassidy just gimmick was hilarious. No, oh, him just being like a sloth. It, it is funny. It really yeah. is funny to an outsider. He's very likable. That's funny. Yeah. Like the hands in the pockets thing. Or like when he does that, I forgot the moves called when he attacks with the hands in his pockets. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, well, like they're just sort of his kicks, mostly. Yeah, I, it's it's impressive. Also, he's a very good athlete. Good looking yeah, guy too. Was, good he, hair. He used to be fire amped in uh, in Chikara Pro Wrestling, a big Philly promo that got shut down for Colt 
and or sexual harassing like practices. Also um, GCW. Up next, wait, did Orange Cassidy wrestle in GCW? Yeah. No. Um, up yeah. next, something very near and dear to our heart. Bobby Lashley managers back. Leo oh Lashley. man, that I texted you immediately. For those of you who don't know, I believe I've talked about this on the show before. My dad does this gimmick where he watches more pro wrestling than me, but also hates pro wrestling. And me and Nick were watching um, Double or Nothing back in uh, late May at my my house. My dad was there and Leo Rush comes out and I have no clue who he is on, on facial recognition immediately because I hadn't watched the WWE in the last three years. And my dad just blurts out, oh, that's Bobby Lashley's manager clear as day just just knew him knew exactly who it was mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was like some big main card guy he was like yeah they had him as bobby immediately lashley recognized him was like what is bobby lashley's manager doing here love so i don't know if leo rush is going to be a wrestler i don't know if he's going to be a manager but he's doing a business gimmick and i yeah, i love the business gimmick ld <laughs> likes talking about his properties his investments they kept showing and, like bentley's and shit that was hilarious. oh anytime yeah, yeah he's, he's got like condos in my he, he was almost doing like a pyramid scheme type of yeah you needed to get him to start mentioning cryptocurrencies or nfts you know i need leo I, rush to decide whether he wants to be a wrestler or not though because i'm sick of him just like coming in being like you know what actually i retired well he retired because he like tore the abductor muscle bozo i'm sorry you've never lived in that sort of pain no but like he this is like this he like it's, retired like three times all right well brett Favre did that and that was a real sport that's a valid point let me give you this idea real quick though what do you think if so i don't really get nfts why don't they sell nfts of pokemon and it's like you know there's like there's like a bunch of the rattatas and the the zubat uh uh nfts but like getting a gyarados nft a dragonite that's rare you know like you might have just made yourself like a billion dollars Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, well, you'd need the Pokemon property. I mean, like, yeah, but like, that's a big guy. Like, like you can catch Pokemon as NFTs. That's gonna be something. And I'm like gonna call back zero five Ethereum. You can like get a chance get like a, to get one. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you're getting like a pack, and you open it, and it's like a point five. You know, you're getting a Magikarp every other time, but sometimes you get a Charizard. You know. Yeah. Anyway, back to pro wrestling. FTR cut a promo. I think they're going to – a lot of people were upset that they lost to Sting and uh, Darby Allen last last week. I think they're putting over Sting a, a little much. I get that, you know, it's a nostalgia. But, and I'm sure FTR, for the record, loved working with Sting and loved putting him over. But I, I think they're they're kind of grinding the gears under them now. I, think I have a Sting a thing. I have a Sting thing. But, Dude, did you see it was for a split second? And it was – I don't know if – I. I so while they were having the walkout with um, he walked out, obviously, with Moxley and Kingston mm-hmm. and, and uh, Darby Allen, he tried to go over. He tried to, like, like put his leg over the uh, barricade to get in mm-hmm. and he just couldn't do it. And they slid it open for him. It was it was laugh out loud. For I him. did not see that. It was it was a t- it was a tough look for Sting. Especially considering Sting is like this character that these other people like literally cower in fear from, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was so funny. We had a, we had the big women's tag match. I know you're a big Penelope Ford guy, Nick. I Dave am Philadelphia's own Penelope Ford. Besides for the fact that she wrestles for GCW, give me give me give me one other reason. Go to ahead. Philadelphia. I, I said another reason. Oh, I didn't hear it. Um, I I met her once and she was very kind. Mm, met her once at GCW, and her husband, um, uh, Kip, 
Yeah. Is that yeah. a real husband? They married on TV. Yeah, no, he was right. there. He was no, he was selling her merch. It had to have been her real husband. I guess so. I don't know. He said Did they get married on a I TV. I talked to him. I said, What's up, man? How, like you enjoying the weekend? Like you enjoying like being out here? And he's like, I'll tell you what, Nick Gage is the most overman in wrestling. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a shout out to him. I liked him a lot. Dude, to circle nice back guy. to the beginning of the show, I know you don't like Adam Cole. He is right now the most over guy. Go, at, I, I know, at, yeah. Um, and it, it just makes me dislike him even more. Every dude, time. at Grand Slam, his reaction was louder than Punk's. People go absolutely nuts for the guy. I, I don't get like I got the I got the Brian Danielson thing. Like I got like the yes thing when he was doing the yes. Like I got that because it was like that. This is a, this is a thing. You don't I like just, when I don't do get the payback. I don't get it at all. It doesn't. It's not funny. I don't. I don't. I don't he's not that likable. He's not that handsome. I don't get it at all. Great MJF Darby Allen uh, uh, promo we have up next. Uh, MJF just talking about how Darby Allen is a, is straight edge because as a child he was in the car with this drunk uncle who crashed the car and died. MJF said wrong man died. I just love that MJF like gets to just say anything you know yeah like, like, they kind of had him just doing these like extreme crossings of the line yeah and, and like I, and like i get it but like like oh. i feel like it's it's i feel like it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of shock value-y well sure but like as long as they have one guy doing like mj like that's the whole thing mj has the guy who his music hits and the announcers literally start being you'd think osama bin laden's about to walk down yeah know? yeah i i like the that his music hits, like tony shivani will just be like ladies and gentlemen i apologize right now for the filthy disgusting piece of scum that's about to come onto your screen yeah, shout out to Darby Allen. Shout out to everybody that's straight edge in wrestling. Shout out to the straight edge people. I'm well, not that's what I don't like. Darby's supposed to be the face here, but but you know, in pro wrestling history, we cheer the beer drinkers and we boo the straight edge people. You you don't get to pretend. Could yeah, you the wrong man died was a bit. That was I was strong. Could you imagine a straight edge heel going up against Stone Cold in like 1999? Like you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, imagine uh, it would be a great T-shirt for me year. today. Imagine during the WhatsApp Bud Light era, if like you had some guy being like Stone Cold, you should not be drinking all of that. Really, the Attitude Era was all about excess. Like, like it's like exactly what the movie Fight Club is like warning against. It's like it's like give me as much beer and blood and boobs and women in thongs as you possibly can. Good stuff. Yeah, and that's and that's that. You know, that's what's funny. Like, like uh, the obviously, like you know, there's been this big thing in women's wrestling where late '90s it was just pure sex appeal, like to the point of de- degradation, just just bra and panties matches, things like that. Then women's wrestling just became literally like the bathroom break. Like WWE put no vault. Like they still hired these super sexy models that didn't really have an interest in athletics, but they just would just kind of have them wrestle. Obviously, we've come such a far way now where the matches are great and you know sometimes the women matches are the best matches on the show you know very often but what i what i think is funny is like the rest of the world from the night like slut shaming and female body empowerment has gone so much further in normal society today but because of how negative pro wrestling did it in the late 90s like you can't you can't like, like, like they can't have a wrestling Cardi B, you know what I mean? Who's coming mm. out here twerking and talking about how like she's doing it because, because it empowers her because the WWE in the year 2000 had Vince McMahon making 
uh, Tristratus stripped down to her bra and underwear and bark like a dog while crawling around the ring for him. Yeah, that certainly would not have flown today. Yeah, but, but like, here's what I'm saying. If they hadn't done all that, they could have like a woman who wrestles in like a bikini and is like, well, this is how I like to dress. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but like they, they've ruined that shot for them. But anyway, uh, to, get, to get away from boobs for a minute, the end of this show, Sammy Guevara versus Miro, a great match. I was Sammy Guevara, this was the best match of the night, definitely. Yeah, great match. Sammy Guevara takes the TNT title. And that's where I wanted to tie this into the Jungle Boy thing. It's a lot of people online were calling for Sammy to win the title here. And I like Sammy. Sammy's one of those guys that- Talking like, about this last night. I never disliked him or anything, but he certainly like has grown on me very organically. Like, like as I've watched, I think he's grown as a character. I think, you know, similar to a, a Darby Allen, he's a guy that started in one place uh, with the company and has earned his way up. Mm. I just feel like they cut, like this isn't anti-Sammy as it is pro-Miro. I just mm-hmm. feel like they took the belt off Miro a little too early, man. I couldn't agree anymore. And I, I, I don't really like Sammy very much. Like I, I'm kind of in that place that you were in and I, he hasn't really grown on me that much. Um, Whereas like some other guys like Omega has grown on me as, as the more I watch and Sammy just has never really grown on me that much. Um, I, I he's fine. I just I, Dude, I, I thought I, Miro I, was. I, you're I thought right. Miro we were talking about champion. this last night, man. Miro just two weeks ago dropped a line where he says, um, where he says like they say not to touch a stove that's already burned you once, but Fuego's putting his neck to a sword that's already spared him. That like like Miro had this. Line, yeah. Now I will say. I had heard reports, and this was more towards the Lucha Bros tag title wins, but I heard reports that AEW was like, we've, you know, all of our title wins have been very, you know, passing of the torch, very prestigious, things like that. They could do a, like, again, I'm not like calling for this. I'm not not shaking my fist and threatening a boycott, something like that. But like, I could see a world where in three weeks, Miro wins the title back, you know? I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying it's super likely, but I I just thought he did a great job of like, I think the best title reigns are when a title is helping a wrestler and a wrestler is helping a title. And like Miro really made that title his identity. Yeah, God's God's favorite champion was an awesome gimmick. We literally talked about this last night. It's Mm -hmm. wild. We were saying that Miro is an awesome, like he's an awesome holder, especially for a belt like that where it's like, it's it's like the the secondary belt. I see a lot of people saying like, oh, well, now Miro can go to the main to the like the main event. But like he was the main event, basically. Yeah. Like I, I, I thought, yeah, like he brought a lot of prestige to the TNT title. I thought. Yeah. He could main event a Rampage. You could main event a Dynamite. And he did many times. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's still going to be great things for Miro coming up. I, I just would have liked to see him run with the title a little longer. It, it, was, or- it was a tough. I, I didn't know how to react exactly because, again, I, I wasn't I was negative shocked. towards. Yeah, I was I was very shocked when he went up to the top rope. I was like, oh, he's gonna fall or something, or like. No, once he went up to the top rope, I knew it was over because he'd hit him with one of his finishers, and and he had hit him with the foreign object, the the ring post. The ring, yeah, the ring post. So I, if he tried to pin him after the go to hell, I thought I thought Miro could have kicked out, but once he went up top, I was like, oh my god, they're really changing this title right now. And and you know, we'll see. Literally, I, I thought he was gonna like fall or Miro was gonna reverse it or kick yeah, him. Yeah. Like, I, I thought I mean, that was you know, Darby definitely grew well with the TNT title. So we'll see what Sammy Guevara does. I think they also dropped the ball not having the inner circle come out. They had like some other baby face like like Fuego was there, which was there, yeah. I forget who I saw come out, but it was some other baby faces like the inner circle isn't isn't living and dying together right now, but they're still very much so a group at the end of the day. And like this being the second title that 
they have as a team is sort of a big deal. And I'd love for them to kind of rally around Sammy and his title and make like defending that the team's biggest priority in the same way that um, they did for Jericho's world title. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, Nick, to wrap things up, you have your question of the week. I do. Um, I, I, I had one more uh, point about Dynamite, though. Um, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. Oh, so last night we were pretty deep in uh, WWE talk. Um, mm. personally, like we were on the phone last night, we were just talking, uh, talking some WWE and stuff. What do you think a reasonable timetable would be that you could see? I, I forget where I saw. It. I think I, I was watching the a commercial tonight too, where. Cody Rowe was saying that like we are becoming the main event or we're becoming the main show. Do you mm. think that AEW is going to pass WWE? So that's a very tough. And like, if you think so, or if you do think so, what would be the realistic time period on that? So pass is is tough. Um, WWE, you know, obviously the most famous wrestling war was WCW versus WWF. And, mm-hmm. and that obviously was like a big upset when WCW took the lead and all that. That also was long before WWE was a publicly traded company, which just gives that, you know. Yeah. Like, like yeah, like WWE literally, like, that's the thing is that I, it would, it would take, you know, 40 years and a lot of things going right and wrong, right for AEW and wrong for WWE for AEW to get to them in terms of total, um, total like like i'm not sure what what the phrase is it's not net worth but like total rev that's it it's, it's just like total yearly yeah. revenue like wwe brings in hundreds of millions of dollars of profit every year mm-hmm. you know that's gonna be tough i do think though that it is very realistic for aw to pass wwe in terms of the ratings at some point and a big reason why i believe that and and again this isn't hating i know that i host an aew show um but i want to make this very clear like i don't hate the wwe i don't hate vince mcmahon i think vince mcmahon is unbiasedly like a very like uh gray figure like i don't don't think anybody can act like the man's just a phenomenal person like he's certainly a skeleton in his closet at the same time i do think you know he gets some unnecessary hate. I do think he's a bit of a mercurial person at the end of the day. You know, he, he means, well, he's just a freak and, and a weird old grandpa. He's definitely a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, no, you're a huge weirdo. But, um, you know, uh, um, but, but yeah, so I, I and, and, uh, you know, I, I respect Vince McMahon for what he built. Uh, I, I studied Vince McMahon for like 10 years of my life. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I would love to write that movie one day. I'd love to write a Netflix series on, on the WWE's company history one day. And uh, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, right now, WWE, and, and again, like, obviously I disagree with this and this is why I watch AEW and not WWE. But again, like I'm not even criticizing this as a business move necessarily right now. WWE has made it very clear between their moves and, and Nick Khan has literally said it like they're not a wrestling company. WWE is long, like tried to be bigger than a wrestling company, but right now they view themselves as Marvel or star Wars. They want to be a licensing company. And, and it's very interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot because like, if you're a WWE wrestler right now, you're basically saying that the character side of wrestling matters more to you than actually than anything wrestling. else. Yeah, especially the actual wrestling, because really what it is is that they want guys that they can, you know, license to video games and to apps and to merchandise and to cartoons. They have 
Um, I believe in like a month, they have an interactive movie coming out on Netflix. Like, you know how they had that interactive episode of Black Mirror where you could like- Yeah, yeah, yeah where you could pick your, yeah. That was a cool so, so they're doing that, uh, they're doing a Netflix movie where like um, the New Day is like trapped in the Undertaker's spooky like mansion and like they have to escape or die in it. And like the viewer, like that's the future of the WWE is like properties like that. I remember a few years ago, um, it may have been a decade ago, to be honest with you. Like, like WWE over the last decade, they they did animated movies like straight to DVD with the Flintstones and uh, with Scooby Doo. Like, that's the kind of stuff they want to do. You know what I mean? Like, and like that's just what I was thinking about. It's like they need everybody needs like a big like Randy Orton needs to be the Viper. And, and, and originally it was just a wrestle, you know, he was the apex predator. He, he really like the way, you know, he had the mannerisms of a snake. Now he needs to be the Viper because WWE is going to partner with, uh, you know, Tecum uh, Street Fighter and all the WWE guys need to have like a big anamorphic, you know, Randy Orton's arms are going to turn into snakes when he fights like that's like guys, guys yeah. need shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and, and that's kind of, you know, Brian Danielson. And, and again, like, uh, I'm not criticizing that. Uh, WWE has a massive, massive child fan base. And, and you know, they're, they're really a family-friendly atmosphere. And that goes beyond just being PC, like, or not PC, I'm sorry, PG, which obviously they've been criticized a lot for in the past. But, like, you know, it's in the bright colors and the, the new day, yes, it is, and the songs. And, you know, they have, like, they're, they're, they're like the, the traveling circus. And, and again, I'm not saying that at all. They're, I mean, like, you know, the WWE is in town. Get, get get the kids together and, you know, all that. Like, like throw a night out on town, whereas, you know, AEW is the pro wrestling show for the pro wrestling fans to go to to see the big pro wrestling matches, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. So, again, and, and, and I know there's a long explanation, but where I'm getting at is I could see a world where AEW gets hot enough with the wrestling fans and maybe – you know, starts building some more fans that have maybe been disenfranchised or have left where like, you know, and even this is a long way off. AEW is dominating the, um, the, the, uh, excuse me, the um, target demos right now, but, but WWE just is such a bigger fan base of young children and very old people. It would take a few years for them to pass them in the ratings, but I think that's the most realistic avenue where you could see AEW get by them i mean this time last year aew was doing eight hundred thousand views uh on on dynamite you know what i mean and now they're they're steady at like 1.2 uh low low 1.3 you know so that that's where i'm at with with that i i i actually have been waiting to hear like you know like because i i never thought of it in the aspect of the wwe is is like it would AEW would never be able to, to get their get to their profit margin. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, no, like WWE is like you know WWE is like subsidiaries and stuff. Now, what I will say is, you know, obviously when AEW first came out, a lot of people weren't sure if how successful it was going to be, and and you know where, where it was a risky venture. They were profitable in year one, and like business wise, they've done great. Uh, also, um, I heard this recently. WWE's like contract just for Raw. Is like three hundred million dollars a year, like like you know what I mean, like. Mm. And AEW definitely needs to get there. I'm not acting like they're anywhere close to that, but they did re up their TNT contract already, and obviously they added Rampage. And um, I know TNT is thrilled Turner with with the like product in the show AEW's done. They they wanted around eight hundred k viewers for for Dynamite at this time, and obviously Dynamite's far surpassed that now. Um, but crap, what was I? So some of you were just saying it reminded me of another point. Um, 
what did you what did you just said you you said you you were revenue. thinking about wwe as a corporation and yeah the revenue with the way that yeah, AEW. So, oh, oh oh so that's what i was getting to the video game aew the only reason why they like technically wouldn't have been profitable year one um was because they just put a big investment into their video game division and um that's like a big thing is uh I, like i haven't bought a wrestling video game in a long time regardless i always so, like, buy it, it. I don't know this why. didn't really affect me, but like apparently the last two like two K WWE two Ks have been like terrible. People have like hated them. Yeah, I always like, buy like them. they're stupid, but they're just they're good brainless fun. Dude, they don't even make them every year anymore. Yeah, WWE no, video. They games. just I'm pretty sure they just came out with a new one. Like I think it. Just yeah, but like apparently the one before this one came out two or three years ago and was like incredibly controversial. AEW's putting a lot of money into their uh, video game division, and like that's a way I could see like them growing their business adding new fans and like that's yeah. one that's one revenue source that i could see them maybe passing wwe and soon it's like aew is known as the wrestling video game company you know it would be great to play a wrestling video game where i'm not just mashing the reverse button the whole time yeah no they've dropped some some footage and it looks pretty good and like also like that that's part of the new deal that they announced with owen hart last week because owen hart's gonna be in the video game uh i, oh. I imagine I imagine legends like Jake Roberts, like maybe an Arn Anderson, like Sting, obviously. Sting, but like, yeah. also just the roster they have now is so insane. Like even even just like those classic main event guys, like a Brian Danielson, a CM Punk, a a Chris Jericho, a Christian Cage. Like that's all awesome guys for a video game. Kenny Omega, the Bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say Kenny Omega is awesome, man. Uh, there was somebody else that I was, I, I literally, oh, like I'm sure the big show, Mark Henry will be in that game. Taz, I bet they'll do like a 90s Taz character. That would be awesome. Also. Yeah, that would like, be this awesome. This game could have an insane um, roster and I'm pretty sure they invested a ton of money in like, you know, like the graphic suits or like the motion capture suits. Like, like I, I'm pretty sure like they, like I said, like I, I almost like that's like an area of weakness. I think they know that if they make like a really banging smooth wrestling video game with like a new engine and all that, it'll fill that kind of hole in the market uh, that the WWE has kind of left. I agree. That's actually a very interesting thing that I have not thought of um, mm -hmm. about how it's possible to uh, uh, WWE. I want to do some research. It comes out March, 2022 WWE 2k22. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they even have like a date announced or an official game. I swear they said one was movie coming movie. out. I swear they said one was coming out. So the graphics look really good. Yeah, but um, uh, but like I know Ken, there's a lot of big like Kenny Omega is a huge video game guy. So you got that right there, you know. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He's, he's obviously these people care. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh that's always good to have. You know, it's mm -hmm. like guys that actually give a shit about the uh yeah. So WWE just skipped over 2K21. Yeah. It went right also, from even then, like, I, I feel like I know 2K Sports kind of has, a, like, the, the basketball games and stuff like that have a bit of that reputation. But I, I just feel like it got, you know, very cookie cutter where they were just repeating it and putting it out every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not even, like, even in Madden, they'll, like, give you, like, a different game mode or, like, you know, something a little different. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Same thing. Mm -hmm. You become your own wrestler. You know, like, it's just like yeah. you make your own superstar. You dress him up stupid. You yeah. come out to a stupid song, mm -hmm. you know. All right, buddy. Well, I think we are all good for tonight. Uh, thank you guys for joining us again. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll do like a uh, – I, I might be doing an Arsenal podcast episode this weekend, but, Nick, uh, maybe we'll do an NFL podcast on Monday uh, next week, all right? What's the Monday night game next week? Do you know? No, nah, no idea. Not the Packers, not the Eagles. Not the Eagles, that's true. All right. <laughs>
Alrighty. All right.